Blog Talk Radio. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe. But she knows she can fly away. show today. I am your host, Inspiration Diva, 
and you are tuned in to the Conscious Flow. Okay, thank you for joining me today. Today our topic will be about the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life. And I want to let you know that sometimes during the show there are technical difficulties because I use the BTR platform. So I want to apologize in advance if some things are scrambled or you can't understand a few things, you know, because of the uh, platform, okay? But thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. And during the show, we will discuss issues facing abortion and the rights of women. Our topic is the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life. Now, some of you may already know this, but in 1973, the Supreme Court ruling of Roe v. Wade is being challenged today. Women are fighting for their rights in 2019. Still fighting for our rights in 2019. Alabama just passed a law that makes it a crime for women to abort, even in cases of rape or incest. Can you believe that? Even in cases of rape or incest. Now, I would love for you to call in and voice your opinions on this matter. Let's talk about the issues facing our women, okay? Should a woman have the right to abort a child? Does the government have the right to say what a woman does concerning her reproductive organs? Are you pro-choice or pro-life? Is the law passed in Alabama too extreme? We will address these issues and so much more during the show. So join in the discussion by calling in during the broadcast and let your voice be heard, okay? The number is 347-989-0770. Our important hashtags for today are abortion, pro-choice, pro-life, reproductive, dilemma, Roe v. Wade, women's health, women's rights, conscious life, laws, our voice, heartbeat, children, unborn child, fetus, embryo, rape, incest, today, views, issues, organs, planned parenthood, child welfare, abstinence, and birth control. Those are our hashtags for today. So stay tuned to The Conscious Flow, and we will be right back. Yo 
know the highest truth And what I was told is to thine own self be true If Jesus can't forgive crucifixion Surely we can survive and find a resolution Let's keep it moving Okay, okay, the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life. Welcome back to the Conscious Flow, the number 347-989-0770. Today we will discuss abortion, the dilemma of pro-choice and pro-life, so be sure to jot down the call-in number from blogtalkradio.com slash theconsciousflow. The number is 347-989-0770. But if you couldn't jot it down, just check the show page, but I will also be announcing it again during the show. Okay, let's get this show started. Now, in case you didn't know about it, there are over 131 million births worldwide per year. Now, according to the CDC, America had about 3% of the world's baby birth totals from the statistics in 2012. Now, it has been said that the childbirth population has been decreasing in America. A well-known fact is that the birth rates were increasing in the 1960s, but they're decreasing today. Now, what is pro-choice, okay? I'm sure many of you already know what this means, but I'm going to give you the definition that I have. Pro-choice is advocating for legalized abortions. It means supporting the view that a woman should have the legal right to an elective abortion, meaning the right to terminate her pregnancy, okay? Now, what is pro-life? 
Many of you know what this means as well, but here's what I have. Pro-life is opposing abortion and euthanasia. People who are pro-life believe that an unborn baby has a life as soon as it is conceived. So they believe the law should make abortion a crime to protect the life while it's in the womb. Okay? What's your disposition? Are you pro-choice? Or pro-life. Call in now at 347-989-0770 to the Conscious Flow and share your thoughts on our topic today. I want to hear from you. 347-989-0770. Okay? Thank you so much. Now, Concerning the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life, let's talk for a moment about women's reproductive organs and health. Should there be laws governing or controlling the aspects of a woman's reproductive organs? Should there be? Now, basically, the laws seek to determine whether or not a woman should give birth. In Alabama, They just passed a law a couple of weeks ago which claims that a woman cannot have an abortion with basically no exceptions to rape or incest. Now, is that extreme? Call in and voice your thoughts. According to Alabama, a doctor who performs the abortion could face up to 99 years in prison. Now, in Georgia, the law states performing an abortion is illegal once a heartbeat is detected, which is usually around six weeks. Now, in Ohio, Mississippi, Missouri, they have passed a bill to ban abortions at the eighth week of pregnancy. But these are just a few states that I have to mention, Okay. Now, the Alabama abortion law is set to take effect in six months. It seems that Alabama is challenging Roe v. Wade. Remember the 1973 ruling by the Supreme Court that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose whether or not to have an abortion? What do you think? Let's talk. Call in at 347-989-0770. Okay? I think that I have a caller on the line right now, and I'm going to check with you in a moment just to see if you have anything that you would like to say. Okay? But what do you think about the Alabama abortion law, which is set to take place in about six months? And it seems to be challenging the Roe v. Wade ruling, the Supreme Court ruling of 1973. What do you think about that? A female's reproductive organs and health are vital importance to life because they have the power to reproduce. Therefore, a healthy reproductive system is considered a gift from God. As a result, many of the pro-life supporters believe that God wants every child to be born. They believe that an unborn child is innocent 
and deserves a life. They believe that every unborn child deserves to be born. Now, most of us already know what the reproductive organs of a female are. But what are the reproductive organs in a female, okay? The internal genital structures of the female, which include the ovaries, fallopian tubes, the uterus or the womb, and the vagina. These organs allow a female to reproduce, but not without the sperm of a male. Therefore, some pro-life supporters argue that the men have the right to determine if the women should have an abortion. You tell me, should a man determine whether or not a woman has an abortion? Share your thoughts, okay? I see I have an unknown caller on the line, and um, if you want to speak to me, just go ahead on and press 1, and I will bring you in so that you can speak to me, okay? Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. So we just said a few things about the reproductive organs of a female, okay? So we know what the organs' functions are, and we know what they do, and we know why they're there. But the question I ask you is, should a man determine whether or not a woman has an abortion? Because it takes a man and a woman to create a baby, okay? Two people, we already know, it takes both of them to create a baby. So should a man have the right to tell a woman whether or whether or not she should have an abortion? Um, you know, thinking in aspects of, well, she's carrying the baby in her womb. It's growing inside of her. But should he have the right to tell her whether or not she can terminate that pregnancy? Okay? I want to thank you for tuning in, and we will be right back with more of the show. Life is a journey, not a destination. There are no mistakes, just chances we've taken. Lay down your regrets, because all we have is now. Wake up in the morning and get out of bed. Start making a No. 
You are tuned in to The Conscious Flow.
Okay, okay. I want to thank you for staying tuned in with me here today. We are talking about the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life. And I have my caller on the line, and I have your mic open. So if you want to say anything, you're welcome to speak. Okay? Good afternoon, ma'am. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, avail you of my opinions on this matter. I used to be pro-abortion. Uh, advocate. I thought it was uh, an example of a way to give both men and women more liberty and more freedom and more uh, right. freedom from uh, the consequences of pregnancy. And uh, I have since changed my mind 180 degrees. I think it is the among the greatest evils that mankind has ever perpetrated. I mean, it's worse than slavery, in my opinion. And I think okay. that um, uh, these laws are only a tentative step to stop what is simply utterly out of control in the United States alone since the institution of the Roe v. Wade decision by the United States Supreme Court in 1973, 54 million children have been aborted. Right. 54 million, which is larger than most of the populations in most of the countries in the world today. That's just the United States. Right, right. Yes. And yes. Uh, uh, and and when you asked a very uh, significant and important question just moments ago, should a man be consulted? And before I answer that question, I'd like to acknowledge two realities which I think are critical to my answer with regard to the question. Number one, that uh, I, I fully acknowledge that a woman has to spend nine months of her life gestating a pregnancy. So that is certainly right. means that in that respect, she has a bigger contribution to the life of a child. Than the man does in that respect, in that respect alone, okay. which is enormous, of course. Okay, and that that's childbirth Before the advent of modern medicine, was one of the greatest risks for death, leading cause of death for women prior to modern medicine and modern medical techniques. So I acknowledge that before I go any farther, and I want to make that okay. clear that I, I'm aware of that. But I'm okay. going to say okay. this: that exactly 50 percent of the chromosomal and genetic material that makes a human being a human being comes from the father. The father must be involved in this matter. It is not a matter That's for true. men and women because women are being aborted more than men are, or, or females That's are being true. aborted more than males are. It's a human rights issue because all of us right. come this way through a mother. I find it quite astonishing that I'm hearing the born, born people advocating for the death of the unborn. It's astonishing okay. the way they do it with such vehemence. I'm just amazed at their at their fanaticism almost on the issue. Not everyone, of course, but many, the most vocal. And every single okay. one of these children that is aborted was aborted at a stage that every single one of us living and walking around was at at one point. Yes, I, that's I, understandable. I just feel understand the, the, the fact that whenever this is being discussed, the thing that is just astonishing to me is, is that it is almost always, and if I have a good estimate, I'd say 85 to 90%, focused on what it does to the woman. And, and maybe peripherally, right. the man who might be forced to pay child support involuntarily, but always the woman because she will, let's see, she wants to go to 
prom and not be pregnant. She wants to go to law school. Right. Uh, right, right. Um, she right, needs to get a new right. job. Um, she wants to go into the yep. All of these things. But the one thing that almost never because what about the human being you're annihilating? Does that factor right. into the equation anywhere? Does maybe right. not have a, a slightly human have, innocent human life, a, maybe a slightly higher predominance than your desire to go to I law school? A, I have a question for you. First of all, can you tell me your first name so I can address you by your name? Uh, yes, ma'am, Larry. Larry, okay, Larry, I have a question for you in relation to, so evidently you're pro-life. I can tell from the way you're uh, speaking <laughs> no that you, you're pro-life. Okay, well, I'm pro-choice, but we're not going to argue, okay? i got a question for you. Okay, so in concern with abortion, do you think that a woman should give birth to a baby from rape or incest? What is your thoughts on that? All right, first of all, I am not going to sign a lesser value of life as the Nazis did with regard to life in, in the Third Reich. They had a term for it. They called it Lebens und Vertis Leben, meaning life unworthy of life. They, just, they determined some forms of human life were lesser than others. And a human being conceived in rape or incest is still a human being every bit as much as any other. So, I, no, I do not consider them lesser than or more worthy of death than any other human life, no. So if me and Mick okay. Now, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, the, the, according to Guttmacher Institute, the percentage of abortions due to rape, and according to the United States Medical Association, uh, the, the medical team that testified for Congress, out of the percentage of rapes, abortions due to rape, that is 0.5% of all abortions that are listed, of which they have records. 0.5%. Right. That still is with 95.5% okay. of abortions for other reasons. Okay, okay, okay. So I have another question for you, Larry. What about in cases of molestation or incest? It seems like to me that you Again, ma'am, are I, a I don't, a human life is a human life. I don't consider one lesser than another because of the circumstances of the conception. I mean, you could bring okay. me another instance that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, say a, uh, a child conceived as a result of an act of prostitution. It's still a human being. It's not any lesser than any other. Okay. Does does your religion play a role in your decision? Does does no, religion I'm play a role? Actually, I'm working my way back to religion, but I have not got there yet. So it's not a religious matter for me. It's a matter of logic, sheer simple or Aristotelian logic, epistemological reality. It doesn't have anything to do with okay. religion for me. It has, oh, it has okay. to do with the rights of human beings, the rights of man, the rights of conceived in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And I believe that's true from the moment of conception. Right, right, okay. So most most pro-lifers, you know, they say that, and they say because the baby is innocent that it deserves to live, no matter if it was rape or incest or molestation. And um, a lot of pro-lifers say that when a woman have, has is conceived a child, that if she doesn't want to give birth to the child, then give the child up for adoption. Um, is that something that you think? Yes, ma'am. I absolutely believe that. I don't believe anyone should be forced to be a parent against their will, especially when there are other options. I think those people, for instance, I come from the state of Illinois. I know many other states have a similar laws. I mean, I live in Georgia now. I can't stand Illinois anymore. Okay. But they did have a law saying that <laughs> within three days of the birth of a child, you could drop off a child at the at a firehouse, police station, or hospital, and there would be no questions asked, and the state would take custody of the child. 
So many states have similar statutes okay. and similar laws. Uh- no mother is required to be a child if she doesn't or mean to raise a child that she does not want to raise. And I am not for forcing okay. anyone, man or woman, to raise children that they do not wish to have. I think they should give them okay. up for adoption. Okay, and this is this is what I have to say concerning um giving a baby up for adoption. Now, we all know how the system works sometimes and sometimes the kids end up in abusive homes, they're not treated well. Um, you know, when they're in foster care, and, and it's not always the case, but sometimes, unfortunately, it does happen. So my question is, why bring a child into the world and subject them to abusive life? You know, it's like um, right now we have children in the world who are hungry and restless and homeless and dealing with poverty. And, you know, it's like we, it's the people in the world right now, we're not taking care of the kids that we already have. So it's like, why subject a child to abuse and neglect and incest and rape and all these different things by sending putting them up for adoption because I, I know particularly of cases where kids were in foster care and they were neglected abused or whatever the situation may be so as a pro-choice supporter person I just have that question you know why bring a child into this world and subject them to the inhumane treatments during foster care and adoption in some cases because it doesn't happen in all cases, but it does happen. What, what do you have to say concerning well, that? Well, let's look at the alternative to giving them up for adoption, butchering them in the womb, using cutting them to pieces in the DNC, uh, snipping their neck with a, spot, a pair of scissors and cutting their spinal cord and killing them. Now, I know children, children in the womb, obviously, and for some time are not capable of reason, but let's say hypothetically or theoretically or in some fantasy land, we could give the child the, the, the choice. You want to give a child to, you want to be born, perhaps live right. in a horrible existence of foster homes and maybe even abuse at the hands of foster parents and maybe even an adopted family, or would you rather have the opportunity for life and something to redeem it? On your own, which would you rather have that little child in the womb? I suspect in that such a fantasy situation, the answer from those children in the womb was, "I think I'll take my chances on the outside." Right, right, okay. I can understand your point, and I can understand where you're coming from. I had See, um, some of the, some of the most some people from some of the most depraved backgrounds were um, came from situations of exactly the sort described and went on to become great human beings who accomplished great things. Now, this is a person who I don't think is one of them, but he certainly is a significant one. He was a product of statutory rape, and I'm speaking of uh, uh, Jesse Jackson. Okay. okay. He, was, he was conceived in a statutory rape. And, uh, okay. of course, ne- we've got this famous case of Michelle Obama frequently spoke about her husband, that uh, her, her, his mother was a young, single woman. Okay. And her life right. at the time he was conceived and born were not very good. She didn't even have a steady job. So I can okay. cite example after example after example after example after example of people born in exactly sort of depraved and lesser than circumstances, which you described, who go on to live meaningful, significant, and important lives. Right, and I can agree with you on that because I know of a couple of celebrities that were conceived through rape, and they ended up being great, positive leaders and inspiring the world. And you know, they go up, go out to do you know great things. So you know, I'm not so doubting, no, I'm no not matter. I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just to say that no matter what, it, no matter what 
um, a, a hypothetical or, or, or conceivable circumstance you conceive to me, my answer is going to be because innocent life should be protected by the state and by society. Now, we've had several important cases here in society. Now, I like to refer to it I'm sure you're familiar with, Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. And we were told over and over again, despite the enormous evidence that they were imperiling the individual whom they were attacking, their, their life, they were, very, they were imperiling their life. There was considerable evidence of it, and they were, in fact, the people who killed them were acquitted of any crime whatsoever. The controversy was, under no circumstances should you kill a young person ever. Even if right, okay. they might be attempting to imperil your life by slamming your head into a concrete street. Now, here we got okay. somebody who cannot, you cannot be any more innocent than a newborn child or a child about to pass through the birth canal or a child that's right. born in the third trimester. It's not possible to be any more innocent than this. Yet and still, we talk about arbitrarily swapping out their lives as though we're removing an appendix. When in fact it's not an appendix, right. it's got a completely different chromosomal structure than the mother. Frequencies of a different sex than the mother. It's a separate human life. Right. And um, I want to speak about the mental health of the mother, the pregnant mother, the mother that, you know, is, has conceived a child with a male. And um, I have four kids of my own, so I know from experience what women go through mentally when they're pregnant and the emotions and, and the psych- psychosis of challenges of, you know, being pregnant and carrying a child. So um, as far as what we were talking about earlier about a woman being raped, molested, or incested and having to carry a child that she doesn't really want, I mean, how, how do you think that's going to affect her mental health, having to carry a child for nine months that she didn't want and she had to give birth to an unwanted child? How do you think that's going to affect her mental health? I suspect in many cases it may be horrific. I suspect in many cases it may be very debilitating, depending on the individual and the circumstances. I, I agree with you. It may be very uh, um, uh, distressing and emotionally damaging to that individual. However, I am still always going to go on the side of human life because I don't think anything is worse than killing an innocent human being arbitrarily. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. Okay. As bad as that may be, I will never change my mind on it and find a way to prevent the innocent human life being taken due to other unfortunate circumstances, which, yes, may be regrettable, and, yes, maybe 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 calling out for a fix or something like that, but, no, okay. innocent human life predominates. It is a consideration. It is a prioritization that I put above all others. Okay, life. You put life above all others. Above all, you know, innocent far, human life. Uh, in, and remember, even in wartime, and I know people bring up the issue of wartime and innocent people being killed in wartime, but let's face it, wars do come to an end. As bad as Vietnam War was, it's over now. Now dropping more bombs in Hanoi, innocent children being killed, and anything like that, or, or, or children getting caught in crossfire. It's over. This reproductive okay. war on the unborn never ends. Right, right. It and is I endless. I want to ask you something, Larry. First of all, I want to tell you that I, you are the first person to actually speak to me on my show. So I want to thank you so much for calling in and talking to me today. You're the first person. I've had about 10 or 11 broadcasts 
and nobody's ever spoke to me. They call in and listen, but they never speak. Well, you sound like a reasonable so. woman. Well, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to speak to you, especially if you're speaking about important <laughs> issues. Yeah. Why wouldn't they want to speak to you? I mean, we, we clearly do not agree, and yet you've been gracious and civil. Right, exactly, because it can be so like I don't that. Understand. You don't have to right. I certainly hope more people do. Right. I, I think so, uh, on I a topic like you. this, it's important to foster, um, um, you know, uh, um, intelligent conversation and to bring it out fully without undue rancor. I mean, I know that, you know, this right. is an issue about which I don't know how you can split the baby on this one, so to speak. I, mean, I don't know exactly. how you can, because Solomon tried to do that, and clearly the real mother, what did the real mother say when Solomon tried to split the baby? No, no, she didn't have it. <laughs> Well, right? Isn't okay. that what the real mother did? Right, so right, said, right. Okay, I'm going to cut the baby in half and give each you a half of the baby. And the real mother realized what that would do to the, her child. And she said, well, as much as I want my child, I'm going to give it up to this other woman. Because I want right, my child right. to live. We can't split the baby on this. It's got to be an either-or thing. Every, exactly. I like to leave exactly. with this one comment. And I think you, it's as simple as it may sound. It's profound, but think about it. Okay. Every successful abortion takes a human life. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Every single and one never... that's successful, you just kill a human being or more than one of his twins or triplets. Right. We, we, so, we, I mean, we you both go on a firearm, put it in your agree. closet, we both and you can stand up for 100 years and never kill anybody. Right. I agree with you on that. See, my, my only position is, my only position is, as far as abortion, and I spoke about it earlier, is I just personally, from being a woman, feel like that if a woman has been violated sexually through rape or incest, or if it's a risk of her life, that she should have the option for an abortion. Because I'm a woman, and you know I'm a woman, you're talking to me, you know I'm a woman, and I personally would never want to have give birth to a child from my rapist. Or my molester, okay? That's my personal opinion. I certainly understand opinion. that, and I, I, that is that, that that is a tough for me there. But with rape and incest, uh, I still say it's still a human being, no matter the circumstance of the conception. Uh, it deserves right. his opportunity to life. To you, to you, that is literally an act of the right. Creator. We procreate. Remember the term is procreation. We right. procreate right. by means of the Creator, who has given us the ability to do so. Now, uh, with re- the right. one exception I do have, and I do have an exception, and this is it. When the woman's life or serious physical health is significantly going to be either impaired or she might die if the pregnancy continues, like in the case of an ectopic pre- pregnancy. Because I do not think okay. any human being should be obligated to give up their life for another. And that's, okay. that's the principle okay. on which I stand on that. But that's the only okay. exception I have. And, you know, I have read of these stories of these amazing heroic women who forego okay. medical treatment, particularly chemotherapy when they have cancer, in order to give their children a chance at life without being adversely affected by the chemotherapy or the radiation, and they give their lives willingly for their unborn children. I think women like that should be given the equivalent of the Medal of Honor. Yes, but I wouldn't require I a woman to do that. Yes, I I agree with you wholeheartedly and completely. I agree with you. I sure yeah, do. Yeah, I wouldn't require them. That's my exception. That's the one exception. When a, when a woman, even if, it, even if her physical health will be, again, not her mental health, 
her physical health be significantly impaired by continuing the pregnancy. Okay, that's my one exception. And the principle I'm going okay. on that is is that no human being should be required to give up their life for another. That's not something you should be okay. obligated to do. But I do well, believe you know, that the, the life, okay. once it's conceived, it should be allowed to go to its normal conclusion. I mean, miscarriages okay. happen all the time. After all, it's an act of nature. And if that happens, it happens. I mean, miscarriages are always right. going okay. But we've never had a situation in human history until the 20th century where we had an out-and-out thing that was nationally accepted, like abortion. That's what I was just about to Never. talk about. I was just about to say, okay, do you you probably I don't know your age or anything, but I'm 44. But I, I wanted to say something about. Um, do you remember the baby boomers era between like 1946 to 1964? When I um, am a birth- baby boomer. I'm a Vietnam veteran, a Gulf War veteran, and uh, I, I went to Iraq. Okay, so you you know about okay, birth control was introduced in the early 1900s, but they came up with the birth control pill back in, like, I think 1961 or somewhere in that area. Yeah, 61. And, in fact, um, the first Supreme Court case that dealt with that was Griswold versus Connecticut that gave us the right to privacy, that phony right, right that right. some Supreme Court justices just made up. Right. but Okay, but I'm, I'm leading up to a question right now, okay, because at some point there was a population, population was, like, going, getting, spiraling out of control. So they come up with these birth control things, these Planned Parenthood was established like in October of 1916, and abortion was legalized in the 70s. I don't know if you remember that, but abortion was legalized in the oh, 70s. Yeah, Roe versus Wade. And, uh, uh, the only state, I believe, prior to Roe versus Wade that had legal abortion was the state of Nevada and maybe New York. There's only two states that it was legal or not severely controlled. Okay, so what my my question is to you, since I have you on here with me today, I want to know, why do you think today that they are trying to challenge Roe v. Wade? Because back then in those eras, the, the, the 20s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s, they had these plans put in place to basically control birth control and uh, pregnancy. So... What I'm trying to ask is, why, why do you think today they're trying to challenge Roe v. Wade and, and force women into giving birth, no matter what, the, with, with no exceptions? I mean, oh, what I'm do you think about I know that? I'm answer that. And by the way, all of these laws do have exceptions. Most of them have exceptions okay. for rape and incest and for the life and life of the mother. Every, in fact, every single one of them does. So there are exceptions. Some states, uh, they, 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 they restrict it and forbid it entirely after the second trimester, which even the Supreme Court said was allowable. But here's the main reason why the abortion issue is not settled. This is the main reason. It was lousy, okay. horrific, horrid, awful constitutional reasoning that had no basis whatsoever in the United States Constitution. Even, most, even many people who are lawyers for the pro-abortion side, freely admit, I've seen their arguments, they freely admit that the Grover's weight was not founded in sound constitutional logic at all. Okay. Just like uh, okay. uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, of the law that upheld Jim Crow in 1898, that said separate what could be equal. Now, we now know that could not be and was not true. It was bad constitutional okay. reason because the 14th Amendment specifically said otherwise. So the reason you had um, Brown versus Board of Education, which overturned 
Flushing versus Ferguson, which caused the 1954 Supreme Court saw the flaws in reasoning in the 1898 Supreme Court. Okay. That's okay. why they overturned it. See, when you, got right. bad, you got garbage in and garbage out, it never is settled. People could not agree right. that you, the Rovers way was founded on sound constitutional principles and logic. And, and the evidence of that is that we have something in the Constitution called the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, which leaves such matters to the individual states. The Constitution right, right. is completely silent on abortion. It doesn't give Congress exactly. or the federal government any right to forbid it or to allow it. It is silent. Okay. It is a matter left under the Tenth Amendment to the individual states to decide through their legislatures, meaning some states will forbid it, some states will allow it with no restrictions, some states will allow it with some restrictions. You get a whole range of options. But what you right. will not get and what you should never have gotten is nine justices in black robes sitting up in Washington, D.C., ordering it being imposed on all 50 states of the Union. That's what we got. Right. That's why it's not settled. Right. And we can we can go on and on about the political system and the government and the corruption that goes on within the system. You know, we can, that's a topic for another day, but I understand exactly what you mean when you talk about the people sitting up there in the robes and making all the laws and everything else. So, um, well, you know, the Supreme Court is supposed to make law. That's just it. This is something to decide if a matter is constitutional or unconstitutional. And if they decide, right. so they return it back to the to the um, to the um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 adjudicator adjudicatory body or entity that right. made the decision for review based on their instructions. They're not supposed to legislate. They're not a supernumerary legislature. Okay. They're there to decide what's constitutional okay. or not constitutional. But in this case, they created a whole new right that does not exist in the Constitution. It's not their right. job to do this. Okay. That was okay. a state matter for each individual state to decide. That's why we're still fighting. It's like Dred Scott. Dred Scott. They right. decided Dred Scott... The Supreme Court, Roger Taney and his Supreme Court back in 1857, decided that no state could give a slave citizenship. No, a right. state could not do it. He had no, he had no rights that, uh, that a white man was bound to respect, Dred Scott. It was bad constitutional okay. reasoning because we have a system of federalism in this country, and a state is allowed to grant, well, at that time, was allowed to grant citizenship to people who live within the state for a certain period of time, as Dred Scott did in Illinois and Missouri. Right, and the Supreme Court said, no, you're not allowed to do that. He's a slave, and he belongs a slave. He's born a slave. He will forever stay a slave, and no state can make anything any different. That was bad constitutional reasoning. That's why we got the 14th Amendment to ensure that all persons born in or residing in any state in the Union are citizens of the United States, any citizen. Right. 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 So that's why exactly. we got it, because of bad Supreme Court decisions. Right, exactly. And Roe versus Wade was exactly. the worst ever, worse than Plessy versus Ferguson, worse than Dred Scott, the most abysmal Supreme Court decision ever, completely bereft of constitutional reasoning and logic. Okay, yep. That's I mean, true. Well, I forgot what his name was. Blackman or Warren wrote in there uh, penumbras and emanations and other rights in the Constitution where we glean this right to privacy which is what it really is, right. right to privacy between a woman and her doctor, and you ain't got no right to know anything about it. Right, and that's one thing that Planned Parenthood does. You know, Planned Parenthood has numerous services 
They include STD testing, treatment, birth control, uh, well women exams, cancer screening, prevention. They even have infertility services and general health care for males as well. So, you know, that's, that's something <laughs> yeah. that, that they do. But they, yeah, that's, they, that's right up there with saying a man can give birth, can become pregnant and give birth. You know, transgender right. men. <laughs> We're getting more absurdity and, 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 and defects in logic and reasoning than I've ever seen in my lifetime nowadays. Right. Uh, you, right. you know the state of California in its health care law actually said, now get this, I'm not making this up. Go look it up for yourself. Are you, you, are you sitting okay. down? you got to hear this one. When they okay, passed the health care law in California, they included a provision that said that any provider of health care operating in the state of California had to provide, now get this, I'm not making this up, fertility treatments for any same-sex couple that failed to procreate with each other in a three-year period. They were obligated what? to provide them with fertility treatments. What? Oh, my God. No, no, ma'am, I'm not oh, making I, this up. Uh, I wish I was. But that's the state of California. Wow. It's absolutely insane. I mean, it's, run, it's governed wow. by lunatics. And this was a law signed into into law wow. by Jerry Brown. Okay, you know, let me, let me say it again. I know it sounds uh, incredible, but okay. it's the law in California. If you provide health care in the state of California and uh, you have a health care plan, you're a same-sex couple, you're a man and a man, a woman and a woman, and after trying for three years to procreate with each other, not with a third party, but with each other, and failing to do so, which, of course, is always going to happen 100% of the time, Right. You are then eligible for fertility treatments, and your and your insurance provider must provide the fertility treatments so you two can get pregnant with each other. In other words, right. they're going to reveal the laws of nature and nature's God. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know, but that's the law in California. Oh my goodness! You know, my okay. My thoughts on that is, a man ain't meant to be with a man, and a woman ain't meant to be with a woman. If you can't procreate, you ain't meant to mate. That's what I got well, to say man, about that. Well, man, think for a minute now, and I, I, I don't know if anybody ever has put this to you before like this, but I'd like to and see what, and like to see what you think because I think you're a thoughtful woman. Okay. Think about it for a minute. The reason okay. marriage came into being, when every society on the planet, every single culture, the reason marriage came into being in the province was not because the Social Security benefits so you could see your partner in the hospital or so you could pass your house on to them or any other job they talk about. The reason we got marriage as an institution in every civilization in the world in the first place was because in principle, notice I said the words I'm using here, in principle, if not in fact, okay. because you do have infertile couples, you have very elderly couples, you have people, men that are impotent, you know, women that have damaged their reproductive Traction. Okay. Okay. So those are individual circumstances. But I'm talking about in principle, procreation between a man and a woman is always possible. Whereas right. in both principle and in fact, a man and a man right. and a woman and a woman can never procreate. The purpose of marriage was to recognize the responsibilities attendant to both the parents and the civilization upon their products of marriage, which in most cases is procreation. That's why we got right, without right, procreation, right. there would never have been a need for marriage in the first place. Right, right. The exactly. same-sex marriage, you notice I didn't even bring up the element of religion when I made my argument there. Right, because I, I, I was just about to say something about that. Right, I was just about to say something about religion, but you said 
you said that um, the fact that you are pro-life, you told me earlier, uh, Larry, that it doesn't have anything to do with religion. That's what you told me earlier. Well, so, it does. You know, and I'm not going to dismiss the religious argument. Here's the problem, though, when you make the religious okay. argument. They, they, then they want to dismiss you as a religious fanatic. Okay. And, and by the way, uh, I hate to tell these people this, but even though I'm an agnostic, I'm also a devout constitutionalist. I mean, I think the, okay. the United States Constitution is the greatest document for liberty and governance in the history of mankind, and I've studied it extensively. And uh, uh, um, and uh, I believe that the basis of American liberty, whether I am religious or not, has nothing to do with it. The basis okay. of American okay. liberty is religion. Right. Our liberty here is based on religion, and religious, but particularly Judeo-Christianity and free will. Right. So, so let me ask you then. Okay, in the case of abortion, because that's our topic for today, uh, pro-choice versus pro-life. In a case of abortion, okay, when it, when a woman, do you think a woman should have to deal with her relationship with God based on whether she has an abortion or not? Do you think that she should just have to deal with that on her own personal relationship with God? Let God be the judge of her. Well, obviously um, that is an individual matter for each individual. I suspect for most people it is something they want. Look, uh, according to my understanding of Christianity, and I'm a lapsed Catholic, so I'm very familiar with okay. Catholic religion and, and that aspect of Christianity. Um, okay. All sins are forgivable. Doesn't matter what sin you commit, even genocide. If you genuinely repent, you can be forgiven for it. You can be granted absolution if you have a genuine right. repentance for it. So yes, I, I imagine that anybody who's truly religious and who understands, that, particularly the Christian, and they atone for their sin and uh, vow to never again do it, sin no more. Uh, okay. According to most of religious. Tenants, they can be forgiven for. But that's an individual matter for each individual woman. Right. And maybe the men who might encourage the woman right. to have an abortion. Men are not blameless in this right. either. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, the men... And, you know, and you know, know, a personal I, note, to show you that uh-huh. I'm not divorcing this like I'm some god speaking from Olympus on high. Uh, I, I am <laughs> raising my granddaughter. My granddaughter oh, okay. was conceived as a result of statutory rape by my 15-year-old daughter. My daughter wanted oh. to have an abortion, and I told her that you will not have this abortion. I do not want you to have an abortion. I will not sign a consent for you to have one because that child, so you however the child conceived, deserves their opportunity in life. And, 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 she, and so, you see, I, she basically came over to my side. My daughter does have organic brain chemistry problems. She wasn't fit to raise a child. She agreed with me. I took custody of my granddaughter. I've been raising her ever since. She is an honor student. She's got a full-blown okay. scholarship to Georgia Tech. She's graduating school this summer. She's brilliant. I love her. Congratulations. And I'm so grateful yes. that she is here. Yes. And I've been so raising her all of her life. My, my late wife and I raised her. We, raised, we took her from a baby, and we've been raising her for 18 years. And I have not regretted oh, my decision to talk my daughter out of an abortion. That is so good. Yeah, so she'd be how, a pain in the ass, and frankly, she is a lot of times. But I how, love her. She's, one of the, your, she's a wonderful human being with enormous potential. When she, she's when she conceived. Was your daughter Funny. a teenager when she conceived? How, how she old was, was conceived your daughter when she conceived? Statutory rape. The man who oh. raped her statutorily was 31 years old. She was 15. 
Oh, okay, okay. So you can relate so, to this um, topic you know, I, on I, a personal I, level. I, when raising her daughter all of her life, I love her. I love her. She's a great young woman. She has enormous potential, and I'm thankful every day that she's here. And no, I didn't want her. I know. Don't believe me. That's when she was amazing. born, all I could think of was, oh, God, no, not this. But I knew yeah. no matter what, she had a right to life. No right. matter what, she had, she had a right, a right to, life. to live. Right, right. Everybody has a right to live. You know, it's just, you know, like I said. I'm not a pacifist, ma'am. I I have have, killed as a soldier, and I was a police officer when I got out of the Army, and I came close to killing again. I'm not a pacifist. I have no compunction about killing if it's in lawful self-defense or on arms, bearing arms for your country against a lawful enemy combatant. I don't have any problem with that. But I'm talking about innocent life. And by the way, when I was a soldier, I wasn't innocent either. So if I'd have gotten killed by an enemy soldier, he would have had the right to do me in too. I'm just saying innocent right, life. Right. I'm speaking of innocent lives. Okay. And you can't be any more innocent you. than an unborn child. I understand you. And I want to thank you so much for calling in and talking to me. And if you want to stay on the line, that's fine. I appreciate you hanging here with me. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back with a little bit more, okay? So, uh, sure thing, thank ma'am. you, Larry. Pleasure talking to you. I appreciate it very much. Pleasure talking to you too. Okay, thank you so much. Okay.
Woke up this morning, I pick up my phone and see this crazy thing that's out here going on. And I'm like, hold up, they talking about me. Got enough to worry about without thinking about this. Having black girl magic, 20 years I've been at it. I'm over you, I got nothing to prove. Hmm. Or maybe you do. Hollywood sexist and racist, and still we smile through all of it. You'd be surprised what we deal with, the way we show up. I love my brown skin so much Been that way before Wakanda So that's what you thought of me And I, I'll never stop So today I will walk in my power Today will be my finest hour No more coulda, shoulda, woulda No more coulda, shoulda, woulda I live for me, I can't live for you I have a dream, I have a dream So today Okay, okay. I want to thank everybody for tuning in with me. You are tuned in to The Conscious Flow, and our topic for today was the reproductive dilemma of pro-choice versus pro-life, okay? And I want to, get a, to give a special thanks to my caller, Larry, who called in and talked with me today, okay? So um, I appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host, Inspiration Diva. And I want you to be sure to check out my shows on blogtalkradio.com slash theconsciousflow. But I also have another show that I host just for the people. It's called Voice of the People on um, blogtalkradio.com slash peoplevoice. So if you haven't hit that follow button on The Conscious Flow, go ahead on and make sure you hit that follow button at blogtalkradio.com slash theconsciousflow. If you would like to be a guest on the show to promote your business ideas or entrepreneurship, the charities or art or music or poetry or anything that you would like to promote, you can contact me at inspirationdiva at gmail.com. Again, that's inspirationdiva at gmail.com. Also, I would like to mention that I have two stores operating online. One is called Rockin' Diva Shop and one is called Rocking Essentials. And I would love for you to check those out online and order you some king and queen items from Rocking Diva Shop and order you some essentials from rockingessentials.com. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to bring Larry back on the line. Uh, <clears throat> okay, Larry, are you still there? Hello? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm listening okay. I just wanted to tell you thank you again for tuning in with me on the show today. And if you have anything else that you would like to add, you're you're welcome to add any more comments that you have. I want to applaud you and congratulate you on raising your daughter's child, though she was, you know, conceived the way she was. You raised her and loved her into a, a beautiful, bright, an adult, young adult, and that is truly a blessing. Okay. And um, it is. I appreciate Children you calling in. So for the most part, anything that you would like to add, the topic, than inconvenience. 
And also, um, I think the highest I think the highest obligation of any government, because people have been like, well, does the government have a right to tell women what to do with their bodies? Well, yes, it does, because it forbids you from engaging in prostitution for the most part. So it does already. But I think the highest obligation of a government is to protect innocent human life. I don't think there's a higher priority than that other than maybe the defense of the nation. Those two things together, maintaining civil order, the defense of the nation, protecting innocent human life, should be a government's highest priorities, and certainly the lives of the unborn should certainly be a consideration in that equation. Right. I agree. I agree that the unborn life should be in consideration. I agree with you on that most definitely. And like I said, I want to thank you for tuning in today. I'm going to close out the show with a couple of songs, and um, I hope that you will tune in again someday. Um, If you could, jot down on Blog Talk Radio, The Conscious Flow. I try to host shows every Saturday, if I can, around about 6 o'clock every Saturday. And um, I always have some great, interesting topics, and I would love for you to call in again sometime and join me on the show, and we can talk about some some other topics, you know, that um, uh, yes, ma'am, I intend to. I'll catch you again next week. Oh, you'll be on again next week this time. Yeah, I'll be on. I'll be on again next week at the same time, um, starting at six o'clock Central Time. I live in Alabama, so I'm on Central Standard Time here in um, here in Alabama. Oh. So, so you're um, at the center of the storm yeah, with regards to having like I am here in Georgia. Right. I'm in the center of the storm, and I'm in that state where they just passed that abortion law, KIV. They just passed that law, you know, so I'm in that state, Alabama. Home, home, sweet home, Alabama is what they call it. <laughs> and I like it here in Georgia. Like I okay, said, I lived but... all my life in Illinois. I was an Illinois state policeman in Illinois. I put my lives on the line for the citizens of the state of Illinois for 26 years, and I had to leave that state because it was just literally going okay. to um, Hades and Handbasket. I had to get out. It was a great state once, and now it's just going because of Chicago and Cook County. That's what's dragging the rest of the state down. You 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 lived in Chicago. You lived in the Chicago yes, I area. I lived in Chicago. I worked. I was an Illinois state policeman assigned to Cook County and Chicago area. And believe me, uh, the, the Chicago and Cook oh, County wow. is dragging the rest of the state down to ruin. Along with, I mean, not, there, there are other right. parts of the state that are at fault, too. Don't you get know, me wrong. It's not exclusively Chicago's fault, but largely. Illinois used to be a great state. Right, now right. it's on the verge of bankruptcy. You know, I heard that the Chicago, Pardon me? I heard Chicago was one of the highest crime rates. I heard that Chicago was one of the highest crime rate cities in America. Uh, Chicago. Well, it is. When it comes to homicide, it's uh, the rate of homicide. Well, not the rate, but the numbers of homicides. It far exceeds New York's, which has almost twice the population. I mean, it's about wow. not just rate, but actual numbers of murders. Wow! 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 That's 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 insane. I tell in you. bad shape, and it's just because of mismanagement and. Um, and Democrat Party rule, let's face it. The Democrats have a particular way of governing that lends itself to this sort of thing. And uh, same thing oh, like wow. in Baltimore and Detroit and Newark, Philadelphia, wherever you go, Democrats run it. Same situation. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I know it's political, wow. That's, same thing. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at it. You look where Democrats govern in big cities. You look at the crime, crime problem, homicide. It's just, it, look, it looks right. the same. Like you're looking at a mirror image of another, another one. 
Right, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. I've never lived in a big city like Chicago or New York or a big city. I've lived in a small town all my life, but I watch the news, and I know what goes on in the big city. Oh, and you know, what's so bad about town. it is, is that Chicago Police Department, because I work with them, being an only state policeman, they know who's doing everything. They know who's doing it, and they're hobbled. They are literally hobbled not only by the mayors they've had recently, but by the state's attorney, that woman, Kim Fox. You heard about this thing with Jesse Smollett and all that? It's yeah, real. I heard believe about me. that. Oh, but she, yeah. believe me, she does not prosecute people who they bring to her for serious offenses. I'm talking about aggravated battery and second-degree murder and uh, drug trafficking offenses and the like. She literally will right. not bill them and not prosecute them. It's just amazing. And right. the Chicago Police Department is really one of the best in the right, nation. Right, right, And they are literally hobbled. Right, right. That Jesse Smollett situation, boy, I tell you, that was crazy. How are you going to incriminate uh, it was, your own it was, self? It was predictable because of the corrupt state's attorney. They got that woman named Kim Fox. She's utterly corrupt. Uh-huh. I've known about I've known about, I've heard, I've heard nothing but complaints about her. I've had run-ins with her when I brought people, uh, cases I had before uh, her, her office. You had to go to felony review. you got to go through the state attorney's office. And believe me, it was just a mess. Just a mess. Right. It's a lot of corruption going on in high political places, I tell you, within the judicial system, <laughs> executive system, you know, oh, just a whole lot until of... Until you see what's coming out with regard to what went on with against Donald Trump. He's declassifying all these documents now, and all of this is going to go to the very highest levels of the Obama administration. They were illegally conducting surveillance on American citizens with, 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 with perjury and corrupt... You just wait. The next few weeks, what's going to come out right. will be the most explosive examples of corruption you've seen since Watergate, and it's going to be far... Oh my gosh! I'll be tuned in because I keep up with the politics now. I watch my I watch my politics every day. I have to know what's going on. You know, um, you you know ain't I don't seen watch. None yet. I've been what, based on what I just know because I've been studying this. I don't know since 2016. This whole thing with the t- claims that Trump colluded with Russia to throw the election to him against Hillary Clinton that he obstructed justice. I've been watching open mouth at what's been going on. But now, with these new documents that are about to be declassified and this testimony that's been released, we now know that Loretta Lynch and James Comey, under oath, have made directly opposite statements against So one of them is lying under oath. Either Loretta Lynch is or he is. Because we got the transcripts. Doug Collins, our representative in Georgia, released them. And they clearly cannot both be telling the truth. So you exactly. got Loretta Lynch or right. James Comey, or maybe even both of them, purge themselves on an issue that we know about. Right, exactly. And it's exactly. much, I much, much, much more. It's beyond, I mean, it's the highest levels of the intelligence branch of the United States government. James Brennan, head of the CIA. John Clapper, Peter Strzok, head of counterintelligence for the FBI. Lisa, uh, 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 Lisa Page, counsel for the right. FBI. James Baker, right. chief counsel for the FBI. Uh, right, Harvey right. Weitzman, um, Stephen Harper. I mean, the Navy, all uh, some of the highest people in government. All of them. Right. And all leads <laughs> back to Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. Right, right. I agree. Mm, mm, mm. Shaking my head. <laughs> it's coming, yes, baby. You right. wait and see. It's going to be explosive. All right. I got to say is put your helmet on and buckle your seatbelt. 
and Buffalo. It's about to truly get brutal in this country very shortly. Right. Well, I want to thank you, Larry, so much for tuning in with at Donald Trump, but they neglected to notice that three of them were pointed back at them. They were projecting what they were doing onto Donald Trump. They were colluding right. with Russians and Ukrainians. We got evidence of it from the Ukrainian chief right. prosecutor in the Ukraine. Right. He said we've got evidence right. that Hillary Clinton was conspiring with oligarchs in the Ukraine and in Russia to flip the election to her. That they right. used they released, they got evidence on Paul Manafort release that would get him prosecuted. Right. I'm going to be tuning into the news this week. You know, I, I tune into the news each day, and I'm going to be paying attention to the politics and everything that's going on. <laughs> Believe so me, maybe we can talk about popcorn. that. Uh, playing popcorn, sit on back the, uh, and enjoy the show. It's going to be on fun. The uh, episode. Maybe we can talk about that, okay? I'm going to get ready to wrap the show up. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in with me today. I appreciate you, and I hope you'll come tune in with me um, next Saturday at 6 o'clock. Uh, I'll probably have a show from about 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock next Saturday, okay? And uh, sure, hey, man. just thank to you it. so much. I appreciate All right, good you. Luck to you. Make, sure, make, sure you uh, make sure you hit that follow button on the uh, blogtalkradio.com, The Conscious Flow. So you can be notified when my show airs when it comes on, okay? Yeah, I just did. All right, and I'll talk to you next week, and you have a blessed day, okay? Yes, I wish you luck. All right, thank you so much. Bye. All right, um, you have been tuned in to the Conscious Flow. I'm your host, Inspiration Diva, and I am signing off. Have a great day. <laughs>